Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, April 17th, 2016. The share ID for Friday, April 15th, is 8657. That's 8657. This morning, A Vision for You presents Sponsorship Myths, Misnomers, and How Sponsorship Really Works. Step 12 states, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Step 12 gives us a guarantee, a promise, that if we take the first 11 steps, we will have a spiritual awakening. The result of working these steps is just that, a spiritual awakening. We have tapped the unsuspected inner resource of strength by working these steps, and our spirit is awakened. Now we have a responsibility to carry this message to others. And the only way the message can be carried is through the big book, through meetings, and through sponsorship. Here to speak on sponsorship, myths, misnomers, and how sponsorship really works is Christine T., a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Christine is dedicated to the 12-step design for living, and it's with great pleasure that I welcome her to the line today. Good morning, Christine. Hi, Leah. How are you? Can everyone hear me? Yes, perfectly. Thanks. Okay, I'm on speakerphone, so I just wanted to make sure. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Christine T. I'm a covered compulsive eater, and I live in Florham Park, New Jersey. Um, I um, I want to share a little bit of my story in and out of these rooms, just a little bit, a couple of minutes, and I'm going to set a timer for myself because I am known to talk. <laughs> so, um, and number one, I want to ask God to speak through me, um, to speak to you, so that my ego... Uh, be put at the bottom, you know, gone, and that um, I offer to you guys, um, with God speaking through me, um, what you need to hear, and that's it. Um, I've been around these rooms for 27, 28 years in that range, Um, and uh, for 26 of them, I've been in and out with periods of abstinence. Um, with I counted my sponsors last night because I never really did that. Um, I had um, six different sponsors because I would go in and out of the same rooms and have the same sponsor um, uh, several times. Um, I think the longest period I, I had of abstinence was, um, I think, about a year. Um, and I... Um, was pretty itchy because I'm a true compulsive overeater and I have to work these steps to really get well. But um, around two years ago, I came into this program. And when I came back to the room, of course, I called uh, a number in my phone that was already there and uh, asked that person to sponsor me. And about um, three weeks into that abstinence, I started to get itchy. Um, I kept thinking, I need more, I need more. Um, and I will go into my history of sponsorship and why I'm itchy <laughs> uh, in a little while, but I want to go into what the past two years first, 
have done for me. Um, around 21 days, I guess three weeks, someone sits next to me and she says, um, you know, it's in her experience that people who have recovered <laughs> have worked the steps as written in the big book. And I just looked at her for a second because the word recovered is a word that um, really drew my attention. I had never, ever heard anyone in that room used a past tense word. I always heard them say they were recovering, recovering. But the word recovered meant she's well to me. Recovering means, you know, I just had a flu this weekend, and uh, this past week, or a virus, and I was recovering for most of that week. I still, this past week, finally by Friday, I felt better, meaning I still wasn't feeling well. I still felt sick, you know. Uh, something wasn't solved. Um, and so the word recovered means I feel well, okay, I'm able to handle my life, Um, and um, so it really drew my attention. So right there, that was what I wanted, okay, I wanted that word recovered, you know, I didn't want to feel sick anymore, food was still calling me at that point, after three weeks of having it down, because I'm a true compulsive overeater, meaning I can't stop just by working the fellowship and the tools. It's not going to happen for me. Um, I have to work these steps. So I definitely wanted out of this illness, and I was willing to do anything. I was willing to do anything. So um, the interesting part is when this woman told me, uh, you know, she'd take me through the steps I asked her, uh, as written in this big book, The Explicit Directions, (laughs) I knew that if I told my food sponsor that she would tell me not to do this work because 10 years previously I had walked in these rooms and I had that same food sponsor and this current sponsor who asked me to do the steps with her asked me 10 years ago and I said no because my food sponsor told me I didn't need to work the steps. Okay, (laughs) so I hid that from my food sponsor that I was starting to work these steps. Okay, and my life has transformed. I can't uh, tell you um, enough how my life has changed. I no longer fight food. Um, Food is mood point. It's not even an issue anymore. Um, I, I live this incredible life that I really can't even begin to tell you. Um, There are days that I go through cycles, like I've had a cycle the past uh, 24 hours of uh, selfishness, egotism, Uh, but the real reality of that is is that I do a worksheet. I pray. Um, I prayed and meditated before this. I do this work and I work it hard, and I feel better this morning (laughs) because God is the only one that can help me, no one else. So now I'm going to talk about my past a little, but I want a disclaimer on this, okay, because I want to explain. Now, I I want to discuss what I missed for 26 years. This is going to be a pretty open and frank appraisal, um, 
you know, there's some people that will will be appalled at what some of the things I might say, what happened to me, but I'm sharing my experience, maybe not yours, but mine, okay? Someone else might have gotten a totally different experience, but it's also maybe on my side too what I was willing to see, but what I will what I didn't get from sponsors. Okay? So when I walked in 26 years ago, I started out in Boston. And they mentioned God a lot in the first room I went in. Uh, and they read the 12 steps and they talked about the first step because that was a newcomer's meaning. I moved to another, a different kind of meaning that, um, that the focus was on the fellowship and the food and the food plan. Okay? Um, my sponsor at that, not, at that time never discussed <laughs> or mentioned the steps to me nor discuss with me my higher power. Um, and the focus was definitely on the food plan. And one year later, um, I moved out of that area into New York City and left the rooms. I have another sponsor um, in the New York area. I finally find, uh, I go to meetings and I find a different room. Again, no one ever discusses the steps <laughs> or discusses a higher power with me, step one, two, or three. This is another year, and it goes by, and um, I leave the rooms. I move to New Hampshire. This just keeps repeating over and over. I move back to New Jersey about 10 years later, or to New Jersey for the first time, and I have new sponsors. Um, uh, and again, no one ever discusses or mentions <laughs> the steps or a higher power. They tell me to write, write my feelings on a piece of paper, and that that if I feel uh, angry towards someone, that will go away. Uh, they tell me that um, that basically uh, I had to wait about, I would ask, I would start to get itchy with my abstinence, and I would ask them if they would um, help me with the steps, and then they just don't discuss it. It's very interesting. There's no discussion about the steps, and they just say, no, you need to wait seven years. Three years to unscramble your brain while you're abstinent. One year, okay, to put it back together. And three, no, one year of rest and three years to put it back together. And so um, I, I, I guess I never really got uh, a whole idea, even though these steps are in front of me. I'm not really reading them because the room is kind of glossing over it. We're only ever dealing with step one in meetings. We're never going beyond that. And you know what? I just followed everyone in those rooms and I never really went out and read. Um, you know, I know it sounds crazy. I just put them on a pedestal, humans. Okay, that is. <laughs> and um, uh, and I did what they wanted me to do. And if I wasn't, they didn't think I was ready to do the steps, um, I wasn't going to, uh, you know, argue with them. So, okay, I actually want to read on page 98, second paragraph, um, which is, X, uh, I'm sorry, not 98. Do I have 98 written there? Oh, I do love 98. That's right, I did. Uh, sorry, I flipped to that, so let me get to 98. I had it on doctor's opinion. 
Okay, so 98 second paragraph. It is not the matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give. Now we're talking about sponsorship here. That often makes, and I'll explain, the difference between failure and success. The minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely upon our assistance rather than God. Okay, we clam <laughs> service. Okay, we clam uh, he clamors for this and that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for. Uh, nonsense. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. Job or no job, wife or no wife. We simply do not stop drinking as long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. Bird the idea into the consciousness of every man that he cannot can get well regardless he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trust in God and clean house. Okay, so why I read that is I put my trust in people and not in what I had to do. Okay, so I put my trust in the fellowship all these years. I didn't know that God could and would if he were sought. I didn't realize that. And, and I'm not blaming people for not telling me. I am... Um, I want to stress that. I am not blaming anyone. <laughs> I am um, trying to explain how I got here and how after 26 years I didn't realize because no one was really discussing it because no one had worked the steps as explicitly written in this big book. Okay, But what sticks out to me today is that um, – I, I love in how it works. I'm going to flip to page 60 real quick. Those three pertinent ideas, okay? And I see them and they stick out to me so much today because uh, that, I were, uh, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives, that probably no human power could have relieved my alcoholism, that God could and would if he were sought. Now, I read this each week, but I never really realized that what I was doing. I was putting my power uh, in all things human over and over and over again. And I'll give you an example. I am at this group of uh, uh, in OA in, at a meeting. And there's let's give it a cotton rope, okay? The, this meeting is full of people who probably have not worked the steps as written in the big book. I'm 100% I'm positive almost none of them did. And I hit meetings like this all the time. So for them, they were probably moderate or hard eaters who could stick to the food plan no matter what. But I am a true compulsive overeater. So I cannot stick to the food plan no matter what, unless I work the steps as written in this book, okay? So I am going to this meeting. There's this cotton rope. I have my, I'm on one end, my sponsor is on the other, but she has no connection. I am depending on her every day to, to help me. Eventually, that rope starts to fray, okay, and it breaks, and I'm off and running and out of the room. Compared to the woman who, uh, I met two years ago when I walked into these rooms. She is totally connected to God by this beautiful elastic band that pulls and goes back and forth. Now, when I go and I start to work the steps, she is teaching me, okay, how to grasp that rubber band, not grasp her, okay? And she slides me up. Okay, that elastic band to connect with God. I hook in, and now I have my own band connecting to God, not to my sponsor. 
And uh, then we both have individual bands connecting us. I am not reliant upon any other human. I am reliant upon my higher power that gets me through everything. And that's the difference that got me to two years of absence, over 100 pounds lost, and, um, and has solved most of my problems. And, and if something like my ego pops up, which yesterday it did, I know how to put it down because she's taught me how to do that as, as through uh, she's a guide. She's my teacher. That's, all, that's what she is. Okay, so I, 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 I'm trying to tell you I don't blame anyone for my past. I want to let you know that, um, that um, it's, I didn't see things. I chose meetings where I didn't hear things. Um, but also I see there's this huge upsurgent insert, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, it doesn't matter, um, uh, in these rooms uh, today of working this big book. I always loved this book. I just didn't get it. I, I read it a hundred times, but I needed a guide to teach me what it said. I had no idea, okay? But I loved it. I related to it, but I had no idea what it said. So you, I believe I need a guide to teach me. So my step sponsor took me through this book, taught me how to connect to something so great um, that um, as long as I stay in this place, um, I'm relieved of the compulsion a day at a time. She is not my higher power, for sure. She is my teacher. She has taught me something so incredible that I want to teach you. Okay? And the more I teach, the greater my relief of the compulsion gets. But the thing is, is that I definitely misplaced my trust over the years in people. And... Um, and this book tells me that that humans will fail. As I, I, I even today, can fail um, my sponsees. I mean, I can. I'm not perfect. I, I, I work really hard at this program, but I'm not perfect. Um, so I'm going to tell you how, a little how I sponsor. I ask the individual to come up with a food plan, which I'm sure you've heard before. Red, yellow, green light foods. We set a time to call. We start the step process immediately. I don't wait. I start as fast as I can with this person. I realize that their recovery is up to them, not me. Okay? Uh, they have to be willing to want this. And um, if I'll, I want to flip to 96. This is one of my favorite pages in this big book because I used to get um, and I still do. I get upset when um, when someone doesn't want this um, or doesn't want what's in this book because it saved my life. But the truth is that's my ego. <laughs> that's not God because God has put them before me to drop the seed, and that's the reality. So sometimes I read 96 uh, because it really helps me. Do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Search out an alcoholic and try again. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness, eagerness what you have to offer. Okay, We find it a waste of time to keep chasing a man who cannot or will not work with you. 
if you leave such a person alone, you may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself. To spend too much time on any one situation is to deny another alcoholic an opportunity to live and be happy. And this is like a growing up process for me. Um, You know, I got this great gift and I want everybody to have it. But the truth is, they have to want to have it. I don't have to want to have it for them. So uh, what I've learned is that um, I grow every day in this program and that I I am learning to be a better sponsor uh, day by day and that um, it is up to the individual, as it was up to me all these years, to either read this book or not read this book, get it um, and figure it out. Because the truth is you can do these steps yourself out of this big book if you want to. It's better to have a guide, I believe, because they're going to show you where the pitfalls are in our own brains in that mental aspect of this disease. But um, uh, it's an amazing uh, process. So here here we go. So I, when I'm sponsoring, so after I discover and I say that it has to be up to them, I will not or do not discuss any problems with this individual until they get to step eight and a half. <laughs> I am not a life coach. I'm not a therapist. Okay, and I, um, if I were to listen to their problems, they come, be, they become reliant upon me, um, and they are not developing a higher power. Remember, I'm human. I am human, and all humans will fail. By the time this individual arrives at eight, if they've done their thorough and honest work, need, all of it that needs to be done, they will have started to form a higher power, and they will become. Um, they will have come to their parts, okay, which is the key, their parts in resentments, harms, and fears. At this point, when they tell their stories, they will no longer be important. They will be wanting to move toward that resolution of their former problems. That sponsee goes off in step nine and makes uh, their amends. And this happened for me, and I saw, I've heard, I took somebody in eight and a half last Friday, and in a week, um, this person has done most of their hardest amends, and they are on cloud nine. The transformation has begun, and it, I'm crying because it just feels so incredible to watch people fly, you know, and that's what this is all about. This is about watching them fly, hoping they do this work. And it's disappointing when they don't, but it's okay. It just wasn't their time. So now this is where I drop off, and that individual moves towards their life of recovery. I guide them through the rest of the steps, but I don't talk to them as much because they have to rely rely upon God. And, you know, the interesting part of all of this is that if I didn't go through what I went through, I don't know if I was I would have been desperate enough to work the solution. And and that is what I'm really trying to discuss also with with people um and the willingness to do this work. You know, um you know, I, I've led, I've spoken, I think, last uh, Mother's Day on A Vision for You, and I get a bunch of phone calls, and people um, will will think, or uh, they don't think you're a god, but they think you're the answer to their uh, solving their, um, you know, problem of compulsive overeating. And, and the, 
the beauty is is that I I always tell them I'm just another Joe on the bus. Don't rely upon me <laughs> because I needed God to solve my problems. <laughs> and and really the reality is I'm human. You know I'm fallible, and that through hard work and dedication anybody can do this work. It's just the willingness to do it. I am not a god. I am not a therapist. I am a guide. And and that's what I'm here for. Uh and I think I put so much um emphasis on my sponsors in the past. Uh, uh in those 26 years that I failed. Uh not not willing took what they said as as the as what had to be um you know not willing to read this book for what it was or even read the steps if i really read those steps i would have known what i had to do and um so what i'm trying to say i guess is that i'm human we're human we're all human and that um this is a program where i'm a guide I know how I recovered through someone guiding me, and I can guide you, but that's all I can do. You have to do the rest of the work. And um, I haven't spoken long, so <laughs> um, uh, I uh, that's really where I'm at. Um, Leah, do you want me to continue speaking, or do you want me to ask, answer questions? Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much for this presentation this morning. Um, we can transition to question and answers if you'd like. Uh, certainly. More from question and answers. Like I can answer more in question and answers than um, I feel. I like question and answers. Because, Perfect. Okay. So that's what we'll do. And, of course, Christine's uh, contact information will be offered at the conclusion of this recording, so please stay tuned for that. And we will open the lines now for questions. If you have a question for Christine, you want to press star 1 to unmute and identify yourself. And Charles uh, we'll go from Hi, Charles. Hi, Leah. Anyone no. else? Hold on, uh, Charles. Oregon. I didn't catch Oregon's name. Mary Lee R. Mary Lee R. Who else? Cat T. Cat Colorado. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? All right. Well, let's start with those three, and we'll begin with Charles. Thank you for your service, Christine, for sharing your experience with hope. Um, I, I was wondering. Um. You said uh, you had moved to New York City and and was going to meetings. I don't know if you said you you stopped going to meetings or you were going to meetings. And I was wondering if if you was going to meetings, were you going to meetings on Friday nights and Saturday nights? Because you said you wasn't hearing anybody talking about the twelve step program. So I was just curious to see uh, if you can I finish the question. Yeah, you and I did a, a special edition, I guess, a speaker a couple of months ago. I don't know when. 
I don't even know what the topic was. But, yeah, I was in New York. Listen, I'm 52, okay? So I was in New York 20 years ago, <laughs> okay? So um, it was a Friday afternoon meeting or a noon meeting. But really the reality was uh, in these I, – I then immediately I lived in the Bronx, okay, in Riverdale, and I went to Westchester meetings. But really on the average, no one really discussed – the steps, not the way we discuss them today, okay? We discuss it in a very different, I believe these rooms, at least what I'm experiencing, I have never heard what I hear today. I, I, I have a Monday night meeting that we discuss just, I mean, we barely get, just like your meeting, I call it a vision for you meeting because it is the first 164, and we just discuss recovery, not problems, how we solve the problems through working the steps. Now, years ago, that wasn't discussed necessarily in the rooms that I was in. Oh, okay. You said 20 years ago. All right. I, got, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. I'm old, <laughs> Charles. Thank you, Charles, for your question. Mary Lee R., you're up. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your share. Thank you for... Uh your willingness and your honesty, I can totally relate with the time factor. I'm also old. Can you talk to me about how you take a sponsoree through um, a 10th step? Yes, okay. So actually a 10th step, okay, when someone does a 10th step or how I teach them to do it, they immediately, at the moment that either it's about to happen or it has just happened, they are to get their sheets out, <laughs> uh, resentment, harm, fear, whatever, go through all of it, okay, get to the end, okay, their part, which we have a little, uh, I locally do a little bit of a different sheet. We do a five-column worksheet, but it, we don't ask where we're dishonest. We actually ask what our part is in that resentment, and then we actually um, have about 100 words that we, besides um, were we dishonest, frightened, you know, all of that, um, I have 100 additional words we apply to the character defect and um, selfish, self-seeking, egotistical, a martyr, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and then that individual is to do a six, seven, eight, okay, and an amends. And then they're, uh, they're, they're five, okay? That's how I do a 10th step with someone, okay? So, um, but they have to clean it up immediately. I try to get them or to stop the behavior prior to, um, to the harm or, uh, you know, getting that resentment. Does that make sense? That makes sense. But would, would you go into the fear part? Just a little bit. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm having some difficulty. Okay. So basically, okay, if someone does a resentment and they come up with a fear, okay, and they tick off fear on um, their chart or their uh, worksheet, okay, for me, what I make them do is a fear inventory immediately also. So every time fear comes up, they have to do a fear inventory also. So say they have two resentments, fears come up, so they should have four uh, things done. Uh, and in the beginning for a month, I want to make sure they're cleaning up and they either text me their character defects or they um, 
uh, call. I have a phone number where they call and they leave. I was just egotistical. I was just self-centered. I was frightened. I was this. I was that. So I make sure that they do that fear inventory. And so what is it you want to know about the fear inventory? Can you explain? You want to know how I do a fear inventory? Of Give me an example. My husband was just diagnosed with metastatic cancer, and I'm in fear. Yep. I'm also in resentment. I'm in fear, fear. Right. Okay, so you want to know how I do a fear? Okay, so immediately, the moment a fear comes into my my life, which actually I'll give you one, okay, fear that... um, Fear that I'm not enough, okay? That's one of my biggest ones, okay? That I, I'm abandoned, you know, I'm never, I'm not, you know, I'll be alone, fear of all this. Well, in the moment that comes, that thought comes in my head, I have a mantra, okay, that I keep in my head, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It goes, no, 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 that is not an option. You have a higher power who will take care of you. There is nothing to worry about. God has a path for me. And there you go. <laughs> I have a mantra. And if, if the fear keeps coming back, do your inventory. Do you do your inventory? You're just making fear your God versus you hit God. It. You hit it right on, you know, God either is or God isn't. Or he isn't. You know, yeah. you're giving the fear that that um, power. And, and, and the reality is um, you're relying upon yourself, not God. And so, you know... Try to stop it before it happens, meaning no, no, no. Uh, and the truth is that my head rarely, it talked to, my head talked to me yesterday, which is rare. And I'm going to tell you it's about nine months before I heard conversations in my head. Probably last August I stopped conversations in my head. But yesterday it was talking to me. And I just start the mantra, no, no, no. Every time it starts to have a conversation, no. It's not an option. Uh, you know, I know I have this incredible God. Look at what he's done for me today. I've lost over 100 pounds. I live this incredible life. I have relationships with people that are above and beyond I ever imagined. You know, I have an aunt and uncle who loves me, who didn't love me for 32 years, and, and that I'm going to bring my family to meet them. And, like, how can I think that for one moment that God doesn't love me? You know, and and so I stop immediately and remember who I am and where and how I got here. And I look at that I'm willing today to not allow my head to have a conversation with me. I'm willing today to not have fear um, be my God. That I trust the path he puts before me, good or bad, that it's, that it's okay that he has a plan and I am uh, am not worthy of the thoughts in my head. I will accept his plan, whatever it is. Blessings. Thanks. Thank you, Mary Lee R., for your question. And Kat T., you're next. If everybody else could stay muted, please, that will help uh, with the quiet recording. Thank you. Kat, your turn. Hi, um, thank you so much, Christine, for your uh, share. It was really great and clear and strong. Really appreciate it. Um, my question is, how can I um, make my amend amends process go faster? 
Um, with that, there are some I have out of state or people that I've lost contact with. And uh, yeah, because I can feel my that itchy thing you're talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel that sometimes. So thanks. Okay. Well, do you, do you have a sponsor? Yes. And did you and your sponsor come up with an action plan? Uh, not an action. Like on I don't on know what you mean. A half. Did you? Okay, so I don't necessarily come up. I'll explain. So I did an eight and a half with someone last week, meaning she's put all her cards together. An eight, I, uh, we have our sheets we've done. And then an eight and a half, she brings her, I have her fill out with her fourth, um, her first column, the name of the person, her fourth column and her second column, the resentment and the and her, their part, okay, on a, on a card. And then they divvy them up. Easy amends, difficult amends, amends they don't want to make, and another pile of men's, uh, amends that would harm. Okay? So in that process, okay, I, um, uh, I then uh, talk to them about which ones they can easily make and which ones they can't. Um, and uh, from there, we start with the easy ones, and she forms or he forms their amends, okay, and we set a plan of action. Uh, this, you actually will decide it, but we discuss your plan of action because I don't set it, that you do. So um, did your sponsor do that with you? No. Okay. So um, maybe you should, do you have like index cards or anything? I could get some. Okay, so maybe you should look through and, and, and talk to your sponsor about trying to guide you through that process of helping you determine uh, which ones you should make and which ones, you, you know what I mean, into that pile. Easy, difficult, ones you don't want to, ones that would harm. Four piles. Did you make notes on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just wrote that down. And can you give an example of a harmful... Amends. Okay, I'm just, this is an example. Let's say, um, uh, I, this isn't true, okay? I had sex out of my marriage. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I hope my husband isn't listening. Um, so uh, I, and let's say I did, and that's a great example in the book. If I went to that person and said, listen, I want to say uh, that would harm that individual, you know, and I, I, that's a good example of a harm. I would not go back to that person and say, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wish I ha I didn't have my four I carry my four step inventory with me everywhere in a in a I have this yellow bag and I didn't bring it with me today. So I'm sorry. I came to the office and didn't bring it. Oh. That's okay. Um I'm gonna contact you about that inventory sheet with all the hundred words. Oh, okay. Did, uh, okay, did it's hard because you'd have to do the steps the way I did it. I, I don't, uh, you know, to do that, and uh, and I might do it just a little differently. We all do it the same. I mean, I just do it a little differently, and with, then we also reverse it, you know, so that we make sure our part is accurate. We do something with a reversing that we say if we weren't egotistical and da 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 da, and then this wouldn't have happened, and this wouldn't have. 
been affected because Bob doing this to me wouldn't have bothered me. So we reverse it to make sure our parts are accurate. So, um, uh, you know, uh, there's a uh, – where do you live? Uh, Colorado. Okay, well, you can't come to our Monday night meeting, so that's, <laughs> that's not. But you know what? Give me a call, okay? And and maybe I can put your name up, maybe to have somebody help you, uh, sponsor you on Monday night, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Cat T. Who else has a question for Christine this morning? Star one on mute. Susan C. Hi, this is Donna K. Blossom Jason. S. Gladys S. Jason C. Martha S. Who was after Gladys? There was somebody after Gladys, not Jason. Someone after Gladys, but before Jason. Blossom S. Yeah, Blossom, I have you. I have Susan C., Shoshana K., Blossom S., Gladys S., Jason. Did I miss anybody? Martha S. There we go. Thank you. Okay. All right, let's start with Susan C., please. Thanks so much. Thank you both, uh, Leah and Christine. Um, I have a question Christine, I know the topic is sponsorship, but I have yeah. a question about your process, which could certainly apply to a sponsee as well. So yeah, it feels like it's relevant. So for me, there are certain things that are black and white in terms yep. of, um, you know, I weigh and measure my food. I don't eat beyond that amount. I don't eat foods that aren't abstinent, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I'm human. So there are way there are certain areas to actions I take that are not black and white and and that I know are subtle ways for me to act out in other realms. And I wanted to ask, you know, the book talks about spiritual progress not perfection. Right. Is it black and white for you when you are human and your self-will comes up and you're not well, I, I'll speak in the eye. There are there are areas where my self-will comes up, and I'm not all that motivated. I'll pray about it, but I'm not really willing to do the work of transforming that behavior. And I wonder if that ever happens for you or if you are consistently motivated to work on each and every um, quote-unquote acting out behavior in your life. I wonder if it is that black and white that God is everything so or nothing. Thanks, Pat. I will. I love uh, talking about this. So, I, I, you know, because, listen, this is an ongoing process. I am human, and I make mistakes. And one of my major things that I'm really still working on, there is no overnight magic. This isn't magic. I have to do this every day. I wake up. And I have to make a decision just like you whether to do this. So I'm another Joe on the bus, but I do it just for today. (laughs) There is no longevity. It's just willingness to do it. And I do work it pretty darn hard. And I'll explain. I've made a decision to to have a group of fellows uh, around me, people I rely upon who are honest with me, okay, Uh, meaning I only call people in program who really work this hard 
who are really gut-wrenching honest, okay? So a great example is I'm talking to my sponsor yesterday, my step sponsor, okay? I mean, she no longer sponsors me in the steps, but we talk. We've become great friends. And she was like, you're just being egotistical. I started to fight it, okay? I started to fight it, okay? I wanted to fight it, you know? like, And that's like the stupid... Oh. That was my timer. I was to stop talking. <laughs> um, so basically, I just, and, and here it is, is that um, I'm upset because a sponsee hasn't been able to do her difficult amends in a year. And wh- what is that? That's all about my ego because, you know, I, I, I want her to do it when I want her to do it, not when uh, realizing that this is her journey. It has nothing to do with me. So um, that's just my ego. My sponsor says it, and it stings. Oh, my God, it stings as if uh, as if someone just threw <laughs> vinegar on my face. You know, it just is this tingling tingling sensation because I don't want to accept that that's my ego but I do you know in that same I've done this work I know it so usually when that happens I have to separate for a while from uh, a conversation and really do this work okay and go back and be willing to give up that ego thing it's not like I'm I, I, I'm perfect. I am not perfect, okay? Another one is my husband, which I started out with, okay? So well, my husband and I, uh, sometimes he's in a bad mood, and he, as he got older, he'll get snippy. I want to engage. Sometimes when I'll take four snips, and then I engage, uh, I am working on not engaging. I work at this. So this has been a process over two years. And I will tell you, I read a book. I cannot say the book online because, uh, on, on here because it is not an, uh, an AA or OA endorsed literature, but it's a fabulous book that helped me drop uh, a lot of my character defects. Um, and it's stories of people in AA, how they realize once they started to come towards and and actually practice at dropping this. And I will share with you, when I'm about to drop a character defect, I shake as if I am, I shake like I am recovering from or I need a drink. I don't know how to explain it. I, it's so such an automatic thing, my character defects, that my body will tremble, okay, because I don't know how to not do it, okay? So... I do this with the help of several other strong individuals who I talk about, like uh, that I'm trying to do this work, and we discuss it. And uh, they don't tell me what to do. They tell me how, how to stop the process and how they stop their process of certain character defects. You know, and usually once I move forward, okay, with dropping a character defect, so I'm shaking because I can't stop. I don't know how. I'm on my knees in a bathroom. I'm on my knees in the office. I'm on my knees in the kitchen asking God, how do I stop my head from having a conversation with me? And, and like telling me I'm not enough, whatever it is. And what will occur is after I make the concerted effort for two or three days, God uh, lifts it for me. And I haven't had a negative conversation in nine months in my head, okay? And and that uh, that is a character defect that I, I really spent most of my life in my own head. 
So it is just something I work at, and I try to get a little, uh, a bunch of people around me that support me and do the same work. Does that help? Hello? I had muted, but yes, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Susan C. Shoshana K. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I can. Thanks, Christine and Leah. Thank you, everyone, for being there. Um, my question is about sponsoring someone through step two. How do you mm-hmm. guide somebody to believe, came, it says, came to believe that mm-hmm. a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity? And yep. we've been talking in the meeting about pointing, step two points us to realize the need for a higher power. So how, mm-hmm. how do you go about doing that as a sponsor? You know, I'm, I might be different, and, you know, I'm, I know people will disagree with me, but I, I, it doesn't, this is how I go about it. Really, all they need is a willingness to believe that something might help for them, okay? That's it. Um, and I don't spend a lot of time, I, I know uh, there's so many people, I have a sponsee who used to disagree with me and disagree with me, but... Um, because she came from another 12-step program. But how I feel is this is about a willingness, okay? I I come forth, I admit I am a compulsive overeater. Um, Am I willing to believe that I could be wrong, that whatever I was thinking might help me, that I might be wrong and there might be something out there that might be able to help me? That's all I want. (laughs) I actually want them to be able to say, you know what, Um, my thought process might not be right. There might be something. There might be. That's all I want. I want that willingness for them to say that they might be wrong, okay? And I might be wrong. (laughs) I mean, I say it all the time, you know. So that also tells me if they can get to that, that they might be able to get to their part in the fourth step. So instead of asking them to believe or make this thing at this point, the real reality of these steps are one, two, and three, we go through four. We do five, six, and seven, and to eight. And then when we get to nine, that is where I transformed into believing that I was taken care of. When I had to call that uncle, I hadn't called, I I called an uncle in 32 years. I saw him at my mother's funeral when I was 18, okay, and I, he never talked to me, and my aunt never talked to me in 32 years, okay, and, and um, I had, my part in that is I was resentful because they hadn't called me. It affected me across the board. What was my part? I never contacted them. So I had to call them, and in that process, my aunt told me that my Uncle Henry thought I was the most evil thing, but he'll talk to me, okay, and he hates you, okay? So basically, I I had to depend on my higher power to get me through that phone call. And you know what? I've seen that uncle. I'm going down to see him next month. I'm taking my family. My family has never met a relative of my mother who died at 18. My whole family is going to see these people who love me. Now, if that's not God, I don't know what else is. And really, the reality is, is that is where my God came in and where I really got a relationship with my higher power, not in step two. All I needed to be was willing to to do this and admit that maybe there's something really incredible out there for me. And that's what I ask of every sponsee. 
Thank you, Shoshana Kay, for Thank your you. question. Blossom S. Your turn. Hi, this is Blossom S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. And um, I have so many questions about sponsorship, but I'm trying to form it all into um, one question. So I think basically my question is about boundaries. Yep. And um, you talked a little bit about this, about just being a guy. Um, yep. So how, my question is, how do you know, number one, how many sponsees to take on at a time, <laughs> when, when to let go of sponsees, how to handle how do you handle when you've had to let them go? If they reconnect, if they contact you again, you know whether you should take them back on. Just different things yeah. like that. Um, I'll answer a couple, a, a bunch okay. of it. How okay. I deal with it, and I will proceed to say, uh, I will say this: uh, a disclaimer. I am not perfect, okay, and I, I'm learning, okay. So. I think that sometimes my ego comes in and um, I don't trust the path of God. And um, and I really also believe there's an instinct. I like, I will never take someone really over the phone and I, I uh, that's really hard to hear because uh, I like to, I, I have and it just didn't work out. And um, uh, uh, because... I, I really get an instinct, and even on the phone, I have, and sometimes on the phone I get an instinct, but um, uh, I, I, it, it isn't an easy process. In the beginning, I was, like, so excited, and uh, if someone doesn't do what I want them to do, boy, that's all ego. Like, can you imagine just saying that, don't do what I want you to do? That's, like, crazy, you know? That isn't what we're here for, okay? So I, I think that... I, I'll explain. Uh, my sponsor is an incredible sponsor, and we've become friends after that. And I'm not putting her on a pedestal. She just really, you know, there's no emotional attachment until we got to, like, 10, 11, and 12. And then it was a little different. You know, we're speaking on a different plane, you know. We talk of God. We talk of what a God means, what it's like to meditate. It's a, just a different level. Um, so the 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 beauty is is that I try not to listen to anybody's story. And I, I And if I'm taking food from them, I just want their food. I don't want to discuss your life. I just want your food in the morning. And then when we work the steps uh, and you, they do the work in this book, at that point we can start to talk a little if they have questions. But uh, my whole goal is to get them and teach them this step these steps, because that's the only thing I know that has saved my life. So uh, I try to get them through as fast as I can, uh, because um, I'm not here to, to be a therapist. I'm just here to be a guide. And so what happens is, and a good example is, I, I want this person to succeed. She's grown. I've grown to love this person. But my sponsor said, you're just a guide. You are just a guide. That's it. You can't you cannot get emotionally invested. It is what it is. You know, I'm here to teach, and that is it. And I, I and I have to remember that. I, I, but I am human. You know, I love to talk about my failures because I have uh, 
uh, I've tried not to drop somebody, but usually if somebody isn't doing the work, I, this is what I'll say. I don't believe I'm your guide. I don't believe I'm the person that can help you. There is somebody there to help you. Some people get mad. I had one woman get very angry, told me she'd spit at me, you know, and, and it's not easy. And she's, and, and uh, it's, it, it's not an easy process, but I take on a lot, uh, of people. I have, I have six going through step four right now, which is a little crazy. That just happened. People go at different paces, but it's usually three, three, and three. I have three at the beginning, three in the middle, and three uh, going into step 10. And that seems to be a number that works for me, that keeps me in the book. It keeps me uh, on step four, watching the transformation for these people, realize their part, and then watching them on uh, nine, uh, you know, their life just changing and, uh, and getting phone calls on how their life is just getting great. So it keeps me at three different kind of entry levels. And, um, and I'm really happy about that. But right now I have a little bit more than that, and it's too many. Um, so I'm kind of stopping taking people on until I get everybody off of four. Um, does that make did, did any more questions based on that? No, that was really helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Blossom. Gladys S., your turn. Did you say Gladys? Yes, go ahead. Oh, uh, good morning. Um, I um I I identified with a lot that you said about um being an OA because I I came my first twelve step was OA like fifteen years ago and I had a really good sponsor for the first five years that guided me through the uh twelve and twelve or OA and I did really good um with my recovery and I kind of like took my wheel back and um, crashed. And, and and then I ended up in a couple of other twelve step programs. But when I the food was still a, the biggest problem and I came back to OA and I've been had a really hard time finding a you know, sponsor. Um and um so I started listening. Someone suggested in another program that I listen to the vision for you take. Mm. And um I've been listening, and sort of what I'm trying to get to is what I heard you say. What I kind of picked up, I think, is that I need to be proactive in my own recovery. Mm-hmm. So I found I finally have a sponsor in this program, and she's, she's like, to me, it's really a good fit. Um, but she we started on, she started me with the doctor's opinion, and we went over it, we read some of it, and we we are to meet again next week. But my question is right now, I feel like I'm really on fire. I really want this, and I really have a desire for this now, and I don't want to lag in it in the thing because my disease is so powerful. But my, thing, my question is, is there anything that I could or should be doing in between those meets with her? Okay, so I'll tell you, uh, I'll explain. So I have, like, uh, all these people that I've sponsored. I have the one who is in 
kind of refuses to do her difficult nines, who wants my attention and loves to call and kind of tell me the problem, but she's not willing to work the solution. (laughs) So I... At that point, when someone like that is, I, I'm trying to show you which, e- how each individual, okay, comes forward, and I'll, I, so you'll hear, okay, so this person wants all my time but isn't working the solution, okay. The next person comes along. Uh, I put her on eight and a half, and oh my gosh, she's on nine, and in a week we all have done the top hardest. Uh, uh, you know, amends, and it will be probably done with her. She is rapid and fast. I have two sponsees who have taken their time getting to step four. I have, I picked up two people last weekend. Uh, They already are almost, they will be in step four next weekend, okay? So I work at the pace that that individual wants to work. But I will tell you that I, um, the person who doesn't want really the solution, doesn't want to do the hard things, I won't give the time to, okay? I will give the time to the person that I got a text from. This girl wants to read two chapters, one today, one tomorrow. I have another girl who read a chapter yesterday, begged to have another chapter done tonight. I will make the time in my life to do those chapters with these people. They want it. They are on fire, and I will give it to them. I find time in my life to do it because really the reality is they're on fire like I was. I did all of this reading in, in less than 10 days. I did you know all the chapters, doctor's opinion to how it works. I was on my step four in 10 days because I was willing to do all this work, and I would do the work in between. I would read the chapter, and I will do that with a sponsee because I know they want this. So have you asked your sponsor, okay, if you can, if you're on fire, have you, and you got that fire in your belly, have you asked her if you could read a chapter a day or a chapter every three days? Can you read the chapters over the phone? Can you do the work? No, not yet, because we just met once, and I'm waiting now, and I'm not liking that. Okay. Well, now make that phone call today and tell her I need to go faster. Okay. That's all. <laughs> and I love when you do that, okay, because it really, to me, they want this. And when they want it, I don't want that fire to go away, so I want to move them as fast as I can. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Gladys. Marcia S. Marcia S., your turn to ask a question. Sorry about that. I uh, had my phone in my pocket. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you so much. This has been really helpful. Um, My question is about 10-step shares. Like you've done the inventory, um, you've looked at your character defects. Um, There's a conflict in my head between relying on my higher power and then making a phone call to share, do a fifth-step share of, of, of my defects. Um, so I have a 10-step um, step, uh, group, like a texting group, and I have other people I can call. But do you have any advice around um, whether sharing your fifth step is, 
is relying on other human beings too much or is it is it really yeah, I'll tell you yeah I I have a bunch of friends in program that do 10 step buddies I do not do that unless okay so I'll explain um in the beginning when I ask a sponsee to give me their their fifth step out of their 10th step you know that I'm just making sure that they're doing this. I want to make sure I've got 10 texts a day that they're doing it. And by the end of the month or so, those texts should be dwindling, okay? Hopefully, they're doing this work and it's dwindling. But a month from now, I don't necessarily want to receive texts from them, okay? I kind of want them to go to their higher power, and I'll explain. So if I have, yesterday, my sponsor, I brought it up twice to her that I needed to, to have discussions, Thursday and, uh, and, no, Friday and Saturday, okay? That means this is a stronger resentment. I did, I actually did a 10th step. I did all my worksheets on it. I pull my worksheets out still uh, because if something's really bothering me, I have to do this work, okay? So I went to her to discuss it, but then it came up again while she was talking. It came up and, it, you know, it's just coming up, you know? So I have to go back because I'm not letting it go because I'm not giving it to God. I'm taking it back. So um, uh, the the beauty of this is that um, on a regular day, okay, for me, after two years of doing this, Okay, I um, if I have a resentment or something, I can do most of it in my head. Okay, and I go to God. If it's a story that has repeated more than once in my head, a sheet has to come out. Okay, then I give it to God. If that story repeats another time, that is when I need to talk to my sponsor. Okay, thank you. Do you um so you you go to your sponsor. I I go to a bunch of other people as well. Is that I do too. I mean, I have a group of people. My sponsor and I become friends. Okay, so it just is what it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know. I but I have all of her other sponsees that she sponsored. I call them also. So I have a lot of I, there. There are six people I could easily call. But the truth is, I rarely have one that's a that's in my uh, today. I. I rarely have one that's in my back, okay? I usually give them to God, but this one has been a strong one, you know? Um, so, it, you know, I, I have to tell you, you know, and usually um, I'll, I'll go to my sponsor, you know, and, um, and it's dissipating, you know? I'm working on it. I prayed about it this morning. I prayed about it last night. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, you know, and I keep working. God, remove my egotistical self. Show me how to be a humble person to do your will. You know, that's it. I just have to keep going, and that's what I do. So I do, too. I call other people, too. It's not just my sponsor, but when something's really eh, I do go to her. All right, thank you so much. I love the three-step process. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Martha. Jason, we're looking for you now. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Great, great. Uh, thank you very much for the presentation. I, I was, uh, it was very relevant to me today. Uh, like the last questioner said, uh, I, I also have this kind of conflict in my mind between the idea of powerlessness, my own powerlessness, and my need to take responsibility Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure at what point my responsibility begins and at what point 
that of my higher power begins. Mm -hmm. I guess the question is, can you offer suggestions on how to consistently move away from um, a strong, ingrained default tendency to make other people and systems responsible for my life and my recovery? Thanks. Yeah, um, not an easy process. I mean, listen, uh, I have an incredible sponsor, okay? So I did depend on her, okay, for a long time. And um, sometimes I go back to that. I revert to that, okay? So don't don't think I'm perfect, okay? But really, I know by reading this literature, and I know from, you know, uh, and I love my sponsor because I'll explain. So I fought her yesterday on something, and she goes, you know, I'm not right. Why, why the heck? I love when she says that. I'm crazy. And just like me, I'm crazy. Why would anybody depend on what I have to say? I have to go to God, you know, and, and that's the reality is that, um, you know, I'm not perfect, and she'll tell me she's not perfect. And what we are are just another Joe on this bus working. But I will go to her for advice, and um, and that's the thing. Um, and I don't have to take it. And and one of her rules in the beginning is I would like, and I love this rule. I wish I had it with me. I would have read it out loud. Um, I love her rule. I want you to try anything I suggest. Okay. And then she writes when she tells you. Okay. She says I could be wrong. This might not fit, and if it doesn't work, we'll try something else. <laughs> and and I and that is really the reality. I don't necessarily um, go to her to solve my problems. Okay, I go to her as today. This is today as someone in recovery who I see does what what they do, and then I come back and I take care of it between God and me. And whatever God leads me to, um, which he always does, okay? And that is the miracle. I just take her information as advice today. I would tell you I put her on a pedestal until about a year ago. Then I started to realize I've got to... I've got to figure out um, and move to God, and um, and then I started that process. And now my my chain to that higher power is pretty strong, but I do bounce things off of her. Does this make sense to you? It does. It does. Thank you for the just for your views on it. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Jason. You up for more questions, Christine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Excellent. Okay. Who else has a question for Christine this morning? Star one to unmute. This is Berta. Berta. Anyone Hi, else? Hi, this is E. Okay. I got Berta. Then Deanne F. Is, did I hear that correctly? It's Deanne, Leah. Deanne. Okay. Excellent. Yes. Who else? June E. June E. Brianna S. Liana M. Brianna. Okay. Ashley M. Leslie M. Marita S. O. Okay. Excellent. All right. Berta, 
your turn. Okay. Uh, this is Berta F. Can I be heard? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Christine. I've been looking forward to this for since it was first announced. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a little crazy too, and do it working my way through the the work of sponsoring. Uh, sometimes can be challenging, and I've learned a lot by my mistakes. Thank you, God. Uh-huh. Um, I have a question. Um, but first, in how it works, it says that at some of these we balked. We thought mm. we could find an easier, softer way, but we cannot, <laughs> right? And they beg us to be fearless from the start. And so I don't know how to a- ask this question other than I'm just going to role play. Um, someone calls me. They're extremely excited. They Maybe they heard me share. They bring that up. Or if I monitored a meeting mm-hmm. and they're so excited and happy. And I, I usually always say yes, and then I allow God to show me the path. Um, so then we have our first meeting, and then I tell them, uh, you know, what they what we're going to be doing and that this is a program of suggestions, and I won't demand that you do anything that you don't want to do. Mm. And I will make suggestions. Well, then the second phone call comes along and no work is done. The third comes along, no work is done. And then the person becomes extremely uncomfortable. And it sounds like this. Well, I know you expect me to do all this work. And I want this. I have to have this. If I don't have this, I know I'm going to die. I need this so bad. I'm hungry for it. But I just can't keep up with all the things you're asking me to do. Listen to to a meeting every day, calling people that I don't even know, um, you know, doing this reading and all these things. And, you know, I have a full-time job. I'm in a management position. I travel. I have children, foster child. I'm for an elderly parent that I'm advocating for. Excuse me, Berta, just let me request everybody stay muted, please. Well, Berta, forms a question, please. Thank you. Thank you very much, Leah. So this person is saying they do not have time to work the program, and they want me to tell them how can they work this program and still live their life. So that's my question. Well, I in the beginning, like even when you talk on, on a vision for you, somebody will call and they think that you're going to solve their problem. But um, so I'm cautious because um, uh, I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a guide. You know, I am not um, anything special. I'm just like them. Okay? So this is, this is the thing, uh, is that I'm cautious about, um, you know, in, in the beginning even who I take. Okay? And I, I have a bunch of rules. And one is, I don't want to hear your story. I just want you to commit your food. And then you're going to commence uh, to fill out this questionnaire I send. And I usually send something called an unmanageability questionnaire. And it's, it's pretty amazing because it shows how unmanageable your life is. And, and then I tell them that they're going to do the work as written in the big book because the only way I know that I recovered is to do this work. And are you willing to do this work? And if they say yes, then I, I move forward. 
and I tell them I, I don't, you know, want to hear about your life. I just want to move. And and if they start this process with me, and in three weeks, or basically five, really, within a week, if the unmanageability questionnaire isn't filled out, I'll ask. In three weeks, if that's not filled out, then um, then I got I start to get concerned, and they're trying to talk about their life with me. Uh, by five weeks, if they're really um, not gotten anything done, I basically say I, I'm not the sponsor for you. There must be someone else out there that uh, will be your guide, and and that's really it. I mean, five weeks is my, and I'm not mean about it. This is the only way. I know how to recover. I don't know how to just take food um, and, um, and, and recover. Okay? It didn't work for me for 26 years. I found the way someone taught me, and that's it. So this requires, are you willing to work 12 steps as written in the big book? That's it. That's kind of how I go about it. And I learned that from my sponsor because I wasn't good either. And my ego came into play. I'm their savior. I can help them. And I can't. You know, I'm just a guide. Thank they you have very to much. save themselves as I saved myself. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you, Berta. Deanne F., your turn. Hi, good morning, Christine. This is Deanne from New York. Thank you so much, and I relate so much to your story. I also have been here for 27 years and didn't get it until uh, about 15 months ago. Mm. Uh, Thank you, God. Uh, And, you know, what I struggle with uh, is the... I need to know exactly what you do. I have been using Lori's step study, um, but I'm still not sure of, you know, should I be reading with my sponsees every, you know, other day? You're saying that you accelerate, you know, according to their request. And I just didn't know that, you know, that you could do it that way. Um, so I'm asking really literally for what is your process from the start to the finish? Okay, so I started with my sponsor. She gave me an unmanageability questionnaire. I farted around for a week, sorry. <laughs> and I just, I read this thing and I thought, holy crow, this is like crazy. And the first time I tried to fill it out, I just deleted what I, I second time I filled it out. My sponsor said a week later, what are you waiting for? What's going on? Okay. She said, I need that by the end of the weekend. And I filled it out. And I sent it back. She said, read uh, doctor's opinion. I read doctor's opinion. And I said, she sent me the questions. I have questions on each chapter. Um, and I answered them. I called her back and I said, I'm ready. Okay, Th- you know, do you want to read it tonight? I'll read it tonight. I read the next one. I mean, I, I work at the pace the person wants to. I am very lucky. We own our own business. I work out of my home. I can do anything uh, and make my own time. I also have a husband who loves the woman he's married to in recovery, okay, who is willing to let me do what I need to do. He's so willing and so wonderful. 
I, I have to tell you, this man is doing them stuff himself. <laughs> he found someone in a program that would help him learn the steps because I've transformed that much, okay? He doesn't, he loves what he's gotten, so he will let me work with anybody at any time. And I, and I really, and the evenings I try not to work, okay? And if I do, I try to just read a chapter and not do any more than that. That's 25 minutes, okay? Because I am so grateful to him for the time he gives me that I want to give him evenings, okay? So, um, uh, I I I I happen to have an incredible husband who uh supports my recovery. So, um I have no children anymore in the house. They are all grown up and they live on their own. Yay! No, I don't even support them financially. Yay! <laughs> and um uh and so um I uh, there's a difference, you know, at 52. I couldn't have done this in my 30s, you know. So, that is why I try 9 seems to be my good number. But I'll tell you, I will, if they're on fire, I will push through because, you know, there's that little window, you know, that opens of willingness. And the moment it opens, it starts to close. So I don't want to hesitate. I want to get them through as fast as possible. So, but I will, if you want, I have a whole thing on how it works, uh, how I sponsor, that my sponsor gave me. And actually, I don't know the date, but she offered it up, but I, I will confirm with her that I can hand that out. And if you send me a text to my number at the end uh, with your email, I will forward it to you. Excellent. That's okay, and it'll show you my questionnaires, yeah. everything. I, okay. We might have done the four-step differently, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't take some of the other stuff from there. Sure, absolutely. Okay, good. So I will definitely do that. And okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. Leah? I think June E is the next person. Here I am, June E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good morning. Um, thank you for sharing and for your service. I'm new in um, a vision for you and in OA, and I have kind of sort of a good sponsor, but she's having to uh, give me up, so to speak. How do I find a good fit in a sponsor? I'm in a city that has one very, very small group, and I don't think I'm going to find a sponsor there. So my leaving sponsor has suggested that I um, go through a vision for you. I am registered, but this is so much, and this is so new. I, I don't know how to do that. Um, I know that a vision for you, if you listen to the morning meetings on on the phone, which I have, after that meeting, there are, I think, between 8 and 8.30, there are people who offer themselves up as sponsors, I believe. Right, Leah? That is correct, June. Yeah, if you can stay on, a vision for you meets Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern time, around 8.50 eight five zero AM there will be an opportunity to uh hear sponsors announce themselves uh and their availability 
And you'll also have a, an opportunity to give your phone, your name and phone number as well. And throughout the meeting, you know, you can hear people share and, you know, if something kind of pulls you in that direction, then certainly you can look up their name on the member contact list and contact them. All right? Yeah, and I've been doing that, but I haven't been able to connect with somebody who seems like a good fit. So do I just, I mean, that's the part that I'm concerned about. How do I find a good fit for me? Keep going. <laughs> okay. okay. You know, keep going until you find somebody that fits. Don't give up. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you all very much um, for your service. You're welcome. Bye-bye. June. Brianna? I think I had that name right, B Brianna. Yeah, Brianna or Brianna. I don't know which one. <laughs> it's Brianna. Okay. Hi. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the line. Uh, wonderful presentation this morning. I um, I actually, the question that I had, someone else asked, asked so now I'm just trying to think if I have any other questions that I've been trying to think about. Um, so I, I was working with someone, and we're up to sex, step six, mm -hmm. and she was having trouble with finding the opposite for her defects. Mm -hmm. um, I told her to compile a list um, of the ones that she's having a problem with, have both her inventories in front of her, and then give me a call back when she um, does that. And it's been a few days, and she hasn't. She keeps sending me her food every day, but she doesn't actually call me and tell me that she's done what I asked her to do. Um, so what should I do, just nudge her along? or? I will ask usually once if someone's done the work. But after that, I don't ask because it's really up to them. And the truth is if they don't want to do it, um, there's not much I can do, you know. I had somebody okay. stop in five. They refused, uh, I mean, not in five, in six and seven, they refused to pray, okay, for the removal, you know. It's like, and, and there's nothing. I nudged twice and then gone, just gone. And it's hard. So if I asked her like once or like what she's doing or she's doing it and she doesn't do it, then when does it get to the point where I tell her, okay, well maybe I'm not the guy for her? Like how I long? don't. I can't. That's between you and God. You have to pray about that of where when you let someone go. But I love page ninety six. I'm going to refer to ninety six. Ninety six is my my God sends really. I. Do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Search out another alcoholic and try again. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. I use that as as I need to find somebody else because I've got to listen. I have to work with somebody, okay, that that this is the only way I know how to recover. I use that all the time, okay, and this is it. And this is, if we're not doing this work, you know, I, I, I have to move to someone else who wants this. And that is, that is what I... This is what I do. I, 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 you know, this is the only way I know how to cover. And I read that page. I pray about it, and I figure. I, I, I try not to be mean spirited. Sometimes, like this one, I did push her. Um, uh, uh, I, I'm never mean. 
I try to say it in the nicest way I can, but that person in particular takes it as you're dropping me, um, you know, takes it as mean, and that's hard. I've been there. I get it. That's okay, my ego. Sounds great. That's um, that's a really good. Um, this has been very beneficial. I think I I realized. I think I've kind of known what I needed to do about a few sponsors, and I've just been reluctant to do it. But that was just me. And now I I find more clarity from listening to you. So thank you very much. Usually, I want to be their savior. Is the other thing. I don't want to let them go. I want to be the one. It's all about my ego. It's all my character defects. That's really what it is. And really, if I think of myself as a guide with no emotional attachment. Um, if they don't, or a teacher, and they don't want to do the work, then, then, it, you know, what happens, you know, um, you know, but 96, read 96 and pray, I love that page, it, it's it, a greatest page <laughs> on sponsorship for me. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thanks, Brianna. Ashley M., your turn. Ashley, star one to unmute. Okay, perhaps she got pulled away. <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> Hi, this is Leslie M. Great. Hi, Leslie. Hi. I didn't think you heard me. I kept saying my name, and I wasn't sure anybody got me. This is my first time speaking, and I just have to say, Christine and Leah, thank you for your service. Um, you know, I'm just in the I'm in We Agnostics right now, and I, um, you know, I'm just I'm just putting it out there and just being part of the meeting because my sponsor has has suggested that I do this, and um, you know, and just just becoming part of this vision for you because I also have been in program for more than 25 years and. Um, you know, and this is is feeling really good to me, feeling really real. So uh, I'm very grateful for this, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you. Mm. Thank you, Leslie M. Welcome home. Mm. And our final question comes from Marita S.O. Hi, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Christina and 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 Leah. Christina, um, is it Christina or Christine? It's Christine. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'll um, answer to anything. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not late to supper. Call me in. <laughs> um, so this this is kind of a, it's interesting what you were saying earlier, answering some of the questions. One of the things you said was, um, you know, my head started talking to me again, and uh, I just say, no, no, no. So uh, I'm very interested in that experience that you're talking about there where your head, it feels like to me implicitly what you're saying is that whatever's talking to you in your head isn't really who you identify with. It's not who you are. And that's something that's been uh, like an important insight for me too that's been helping. And I just wanted you to kind of Mm. give you... I'll talk about it uh, in the sense of that situation. I'm a people pleaser. My major core fear is abandonment, okay? So in life, my mom died when I was 18. My father didn't really want a part of my life um, as an adult and never saw my three 
children or anything. And um, so I, I definitely have some, I mean, you know, these are my character defects that came into play uh, based on those things that maybe happened to me in my life. So if someone I perceive doesn't like me, okay, or is, you know, looks at me weird or whatever, I used to go in my head and go, oh, my God, she doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. I need her to like me. I want to know that. Like, in my head would go. Like, uh, okay, so crazy. And I'd tell, I'd say, this person doesn't like me. They don't like me. And I don't know. It was, like, insane. My head would just go constantly. Because if they don't like me, then I'm alone, okay? Then I'm abandoned. No one likes me, right? So, um. I decided I had a series of things, and I did something for people-pleasing that I should not have done. I started a uh, a kind of a recovery series in uh, West Jersey, and today's its last day, actually. If anybody wants to come, Florham Park Library, 130 to 330. Um, Two people on the other side of 12 are speaking, newly on the other side of 12. Um, But uh, basically... um, I start. I let this other woman help me because I knew she didn't like me and I wanted her to like me. And, and it's so bizarre. This is the crazy stuff. This is a year after recovery. I'm still doing this, you know, because it takes a long time to figure this stuff out and drop it all. So at one point, I, I'm just doing things to make this woman happy, not part of what I really originally wanted this recovery series to be. So at one point, we had a little bit of an argument, and um, the next day I called her and I said, I want to do this alone. And um, and after that, I had this major thing of realizing that I no longer need to work this muscle in my head of that, uh, who cares? All I need is God's love. I don't need anybody else to approval. It's approval seeking also. Okay. So the people pleasing, approval seeking fear of abandonment. So I started to, at that moment, realize all I need is God. I don't need. And so in those three days of dropping this, I mean, literally shaking, shivers, as if I am withdrawing from cocaine. I'm not kidding, and liquor, okay? Just like putting down the food. I don't know how to live without doing this. I have done this to myself my whole entire life. How do I get through a day from stopping approval-seeking, people-pleasing, and that fear of abandon? I go to God, and I don't practice that. So I must stop it. Okay? No, no, no. You're not going to think that way right now. God has another plan for you. And that's how I did it. (laughs) Thank you. That's great. Thank you, Marita S.O. And thank you to everyone who asked questions this morning. And of course, thank you, Christine T. Mm -hmm. for your generous spirit and your generous service and your lovely laughter. Thank you. Really <laughs> Thank appreciate you. it. And I'm going to close from page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.